0: You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, are own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, Joker. Joker. So uh, we're, we're in love with the Joker. Everybody loves the Joker. Yeah. Before we even uh, jump into the Joker, uh, because we always kind of lose track of this uh, at the end. Next week is Gemini Man. Oh, yeah. And the week after that is something,
1: man. Just, is it Adam's Family? It just jumped no, that's out, next out of my mind. No, Adam's Family this is
0: next weekend too. So um, uh, Gemini we, Man is going to be. We will probably uh, cover Adam's Family too. <clears throat> yeah, at least one of us will have seen it. Let's say. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Gemini Man and um, I know where I'm going to see it. God, I don't know Some, something something else the week after. Um, and we are uh, getting. Really, you know, as soon as it gets close to Halloween, then we have to start uh spitting out our you know, awards season stuff of yeah. what's coming up. Yeah. So there are actually as much as I have complained in general about this year, because it's an awful year, yeah. uh, there is some pretty interesting stuff coming up. So we're gonna kinda do uh, you know, preview a couple of things. Every week yep. to make sure that everybody's got the right things on their radar. There are a couple of really cool things coming in November, right? That uh, if you don't live in the big city, you may have oh, to yeah, try right. hard to get to there. Yeah. Are, there are a couple of things that look really, really good, but are probably not going to get <laughs> huge release. Right? Um, but you know, if you live in a big city where they release everything, yeah,
1: then you're, you're then solid. you're good
0: to go. But uh, There are things that will not get as much tension, and so we're gonna like kind of spotlight those. Um, but I guess just moving on to the Joker,
1: there's not really news. Um, I'm just looking ahead real quick, you know, after what you just said, just because I was curious about it. It's Gemini Man, I'm not saying the dates, but it's Gemini Man, Adam's Family, that stupid Jexy film that is all over the ads, but it's you know. Zombie Land, Maleficent, Zombieland, The Lighthouse. Zombie Land
0: is the one I was thinking of for the next week.
1: And um, and The Irishman is. And well, the, the
0: Lighthouse, uh, by, the, by the, the way, lighthouse. that's one of those ones. It's probably not going to release everywhere. Right. No matter how many people say that it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if yeah. you get a chance to see that, not only, you know, it's uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, Pattinson. Bet, yeah. Um, and uh, and it's uh, this dark, crazy thing. Go looks, check out a trailer really for cool. it., yeah. okay? It looks really cool and I everyone think. loved it at festivals and all that stuff right. Yeah. So it's probably not gonna you know, it's not gonna be in the ads everywhere, right. Um, but it will probably open enough places, right. But the strange thing about that one, yeah, uh, where I really want to make sure that people have that on their radar. Is that actually looks like one that I'm going to really recommend people go see in theaters because it looks like, for as much as it's just like a couple of guys at a lighthouse talking,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or right. you know, whatever, yeah, we need to see that. In IMAX. It looks
0: like something that you want to have, like, kind of a theater experience. It's kind of like a, I, I don't know, it's a weird enough, yeah, like, moody enough, like, kind of special thing that yeah. I think maybe you want to see that in theater. So, yeah, uh, don't miss out on that one. But Zombie Land is the one I was trying to think of. So, yeah. next week is going to be Gemini Man. The week after is Zombie Land, and I'm uh, it, during this year, throughout this year, I'm really weirdly looking forward to Zombie Land. It could suck. I am mm-hmm. yep. I am completely open to the suggestion that it might suck. And the first one wasn't awesome. It was a lot of was, fun. It was good enough. It was it was just it was. Fun, yeah. yeah, it was a it was a good time and it was, you know, as Martin Scorsese says, it might not be cinema right. or whatever, right. right? But it was uh it was good enough. That's actually the only news, right? That's like movie related. <laughs> yeah. Apart from just everybody talking, see this is the time of year where there's no news because uh everyone just wants to tell you what's coming out all the time. That's right. as good as news gets, except unless Martin Scorsese says <laughs> movies aren't cinema. Right. Which, I don't know, then everybody has to respond to him. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with him, frankly, um, just because...
1: You're telling me that Captain America you know, like, Civil War uh, is it's not It's funny cinema. because Samuel L. Jackson... To hell with you.
0: Samuel L. Jackson's response is, that's like saying Bugs Bunny isn't funny, which mm-hmm. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> that makes no sense. I, <laughs> I'm on Sam's team. <laughs> and then he says... Uh, Because, like, films are films, right? Right. And, I mean, that's a a weird thing, I think, for Samuel L. Jackson to say, like, as though he's just, like, purposely being obtuse, right? Yeah. Like, I I just refuse to even understand what you mean, right? Right. Like, like Martin Scorsese is saying that Marvel movies aren't movies, which is not what he's saying. Yeah. And, (laughs) I don't know. But, anyway, that's the... uh, It is if you read the headline. That's the crazy... uh, Big fun of yeah, movie news. Anyway, uh, all yeah. right, go ahead. No, I
1: was just gonna say it's weird. Just uh, on the last end of uh, Zombie Land, I I didn't even know Gemini Man was opening. I'm uh, seeing really? spots for Zombie Land everywhere. Like, I mean, yeah. there and it's you know, three Gemini, or four different Gemini spots, Man but, has
0: kind of uh, you know, as far as my one person's viewing <laughs> yeah. things are not necessarily right a, right. a good yeah. metric or whatever, but. Uh, Gemini Man was, like, three weeks ago, they were hitting Gemini Man pretty hard yeah. in, like, ads. I was seeing ads for a I didn't see it at all. But over the last, you know, week, week and a half, it's really it's slowed down. Off. I've still seen them. Uh, God, I've still seen a couple of them. I'm not watching it, the same channel. It is definitely slowed down. So, yeah. I don't know. They just figure at this point, whoever's going is going. Yeah, you don't right. need to advertise anymore. <laughs> if yeah. You, uh, if there's any chance you're going to go see it, you are. This by is. Now. A, yeah, right. We, don't we don't have already to got advertise anymore, right? right. So, and, and and at this point, they don't know what else to show about the movie because I feel <laughs> right. like I've seen the whole movie. I, yeah, there's a ton. There's, there's so many trailers and clips of that that by the time you watch all those, you're like, all right. I mean, right? <laughs> what unless there's some secret reveal that you know? I mean, he was in the Matrix the whole time, mm, right. and none of it ever happened or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I sort of think I've seen the movie. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so moving on uh, to Joker, Joker, we'll jump right in there. Uh, breaking records and being awesome,
1: getting awards is, left and uh, right.
0: No, uh, no, but it it is uh, kind of surprising given the general nature of the Joker, where like if you start off from the point where we get the idea that it's going to irritate people and some people didn't like it, uh-huh. right? And then we basically moved to this whole area where everyone loves or hates it. Right. And there's very little like middle ground. Yeah. Uh, There's lots of critics from festivals and beyond who think it's awesome. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix should get the Oscar. But you've got just as many people hating it. Yeah. uh, Either disliking it in a, Kind of general way, yeah, or just liking it sort of controversially, but like because it's because of what it's doing, and right? There's a because reflex. It's this whole, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a at least in part just a reaction to the subject matter and not necessarily, yeah, the film, right? So, right, uh, so there's, but everyone's talking about it. Right. So and then that's why everyone goes to it. So um I don't suppose it makes any sense to tell anything about it. <laughs> it's it's about the Joker. Yeah. Uh it's an origin story, you It know. is it's an origin story and I think it's fairly fair to say uh that it's an origin story uh to like a weird degree for right. the Joker. Right, right. Because uh it, in any comics that have ever existed with the Joker, right? It's not only that this is kind of a different origin story than yeah how Joker came to be in any previous Batman movies or in any of the comics. It, so it's definitely different. This is not actually just let's take the canon story, yeah. whatever of the Joker's it's, it's different, but it's also way more. Of an origin story than you ever get in anything. Right. Unless there's stuff that I don't know about. Right. But, um, I mean, historically, Batman's been around forever. Right. And so is the Joker and has been in several movies, in, y- you know, a billion comic books and all the stuff. And whether this is the same story or not, it's still a lot more story. You, yeah. You, I mean, the Joker has not had, uh, Let's look way, way back. I mean, right. there have been things where, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take like a quick glimpse at something that happened to him earlier, maybe, or stuff yeah. like that, but not related to this or anything, but not like a whole giant story.
1: This so. is, yeah, this is an incredibly deep dive. You know, it is a two hour movie and it's thick with, it's thick with things that are supposed to have happened and shaped him. Normally, what you get in a 22 page comic is maybe a page. You know, it's just a few panels of who they are, why they embody whatever animal, whether it's a penguin or a cat or, you know, whoever they are, and then why they want to fight Batman. Right. You know, and then this is. And I think
0: actually, not that this uh, is here nor there, anybody cares about it, but I think a lot of Batman villains actually have a lot more. Backstory they do. In, yeah. in the actual comics and stuff yeah. like that, where you actually know a whole lot more about where they came from. Yeah. And, and the Joker, for the most part, is just... Uh, He's a mystery, y- y- you know? It, well, but it's like, uh, you know, it's like something was done to him, so we don't right. need, like, a story, right? right? He was uh, in, like, a chemical spill or whatever crazy... He's had a bunch of different things. versions. He, he's, yeah. he's had different versions, right? But it's more like something happened to him. Right. He was like some thug yeah. person, someone or whatever. Yeah. And maybe a little crazy, but his origin story has always been more like something happened to him, instead of, you know, let's explain how the penguin or catwoman or something right. like became who they are right. and, it was a and, choice. and the whole thing. You know? yeah. Right. Right, so anyway, so this is uh I mean it's I still wouldn't say he had a lot of choice going on, but yeah, anyway, so uh, that's the story, so uh, jumping out with our ratings, right, I give this one a three, yeah, that's what I thought, and almost every positive thing that makes up that three, yeah is. Uh, when I don't have to look at Joaquin Phoenix, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's in almost every single minute. in every isn't single that crazy? frame. Like he is almost in everything. There's, it's really like, I think you could probably stopwatch the stuff he's not in and not get four yeah. minutes. I, I, mean, I really yeah. think it's only a couple seconds. Well, not a couple of seconds. A couple yeah, minutes. he
0: is. He is in. Uh, he is in virtually every part of the movie. Um, yeah, and you know, I'll go into like a lot more detail. <laughs> There was stuff that I liked um, about the story, mm-hmm. but only the parts where the story, like, diverged from itself. Like, yeah, you know, if you take the overall story that happens, right? the parts that are like superfluous to that story mm-hmm. i liked those parts yeah
1: the stuff about <laughs> the film that, that actually is not at all about the joker and you know? yeah and it isn't related to anything about the and joker being joker yeah i will say that like the first
0: 20 minutes i thought were pretty decent uh, f- when the movie started yeah I, like up up to the part, and you know this isn't really spoilery because it's uh, really early and it doesn't matter because he kills all sorts of people or whatever. But up to the <laughs> part where he first kills people, mm-hmm. right? I thought most of that was actually pretty good. Uh, I was I was yeah. kind of surprised actually. I was watching the first part of the movie, going, "Well, wait a minute, like, yeah, maybe this is actually not going to be bad." So
1: so anyway, I give it a three. You loved it more than I did. Wow. I'm I'm barely at two. Um, I have so many problems with it. And the, the thing that's... It's not even frustrating. Like there's, I think I could probably cover what I really liked about it very briefly and then just spend like 50 minutes shitting on it. Right. Which and is the, the opposite not, of what we do, though. And We're it is, right. Because normally... normally yeah, right. Now. So come in on all these gripes and then I'm like, it's pure cinema. Scorsese is <laughs> a genius. This is nine. <laughs> you know, I I, I guess... I'm not at all surprised that they made this film in the same way I'm not at all surprised that they made that crap fest venom you know there's there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of characters out there who haven't had movies made on them and that are popular in pop culture and that sell a lot of comic books and that are mysterious and, and they're they're popular enough and they're super popular enough in something. their niche so that you think that the fan service will pay off you know you give it to them this is this is both a weird... A weird way to go about it for a number of different reasons, though I, my initial thought was when I got home, my girlfriend asked how the film was because she, she knew I was real hesitant to see it. I, I, I have thought all along since the very first teaser to the very first trailer that the film was just awful. I just didn't think it looked like it understood what it was doing. And reminds me in many ways of my complaint, our complaint of Zack Snyder's handling of like superhero films where he just doesn't like the characters or doesn't understand them. Um, You know, I came home and I thought it as a as an idea, as a concept and as a story, not this story, but as a story, it's not misguided. It was just terribly mishandled. And for me, that's that's pretty much where I feel like I understand the idea behind taking someone as popular as the Joker Who's never had like a standalone anything outside of an animated, you know, series right. or a, a few issues, um, many issues. that have been written about him in in comics, but it, it, I think it's mishandled in the way. The only thing the, I'll back up for one quick second. The only thing that we've always said we wouldn't do in our artsy fartsy podcast is talk about like the cinematography. I, right, I love the cinematography. There's there's so much about the film, the way it's shot. That I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Todd Phillips's cinematographer is the same guy that did like the Hangover movies with him. Like oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't realize that. No, and I, I thought, either. man, this guy was really deciding to make certain choices for the Hangover. That here he's just like I'm going to be cinematastic. Like I'm going to go right out. <laughs> right. There's a bunch of stuff in the film, ranging from the way Todd Phillips has you know sculpted the the process and the story. To the decisions that joaquin made, which I feel like almost all of them were bad choices i just didn't i didn't think that as a character as a character that he's telling he's certainly he's portraying what 's in the script but i don 't feel like the character that he 's ultimately portraying is the person that 's in the comics or in any of the films well no he's he just doesn't get not. to he just doesn 't get to the same place there's um There's there's a there's a few choices that he makes that I think are effective, but they're very, very few. And the one that is And they're sort of disconnected from everything They were all sort of disconnected. You know, there's there's a bunch of stuff there on paper. You know, it looks like a really interesting casting. I remember when this was announced and everyone was like, Oh my god, Joaquin is gonna be great, you know, because they he has a reputation for being mostly a solid actor. And you could I guess picture him. You know, in the same way, I remember originally everyone thought that Willem Dafoe would be great just because he's got a weird smile. He's just a creepy-looking dude. It it almost fundamentally just like falls apart for me so early on when he just can't laugh right. Yeah, the laughter is something very odd. The laughter is something that is so bizarre, not just because of the decision that he makes, and I and I've heard Joaquin say. Um, that, you know, nailing the Joker's laugh is actually the hardest thing that he had to do and, and I'm not surprised. He still had a lot of work to do but it fundamentally, the problem with the start of the whole thing for me, not the start of the film but the start of the whole process of the film is midichlorians. You know, like, I don't need to know how the force works right? and the moment you try to break it down and explain it to me and make it scientifically based instead of <clears throat> where you had originally started you lose things this is like when you try to humanize Darth Vader and attempt to make him a more interesting character you do the same thing for Hannibal Lecter you know you learn like what he was like as a kid you you wind up weakening the strength of seeing him in the silence of the lambs for like less than 15 minutes and being frightened of him right the more you expose the joker believing that people will be frightened if they know why he became what he became is a fallacy it just it doesn't work and they've done it they've tried to do it in comics with some of the best writers you know ever to write comics uh famously alan moore did the killing joke and it's it's really in this movie they use that a lot um and even he didn't spend a lot of time going into the backstory because he understood the more you know about him the less impactful it will be and the harder it is to tell a story that's satisfying to get everyone to the point where you believe that this guy this man is is this chaos agent and right. it's just it's faulted throughout i'm i'm with you there are parts of the movie that as long as they're not associating themselves so much and doing that try hard thing right where we're going to we're going to really act in this scene and every scene feels like it is pushed to like 11 or 12 for acting which winds up in overacting it just is so distracting and disengaging the stuff that's really affecting is when they're not concerned with telling the joker at all and you're just watching this guy's hard life and right. the people around him and <clears throat> and it's free of the pretentious contemptuous pandering blame that I feel like Todd Phillips I can't escape what I know about Todd Phillips now when I watch the movie. It's like this big pity party. You yeah. know, I'm a genius. Look at me and you don't understand me. And look at how society and your rules are keeping me down. I think that metaphor is pretty easy to see him extrapolating into his work at this point. But also, I don't really love the idea that. But it's, all, it's also just a big weird commercial. For, well, it is. But know. when you boil it down to like, I mean, ultimately the least, you know, the least common denominator of math here. He's basically affected because of the way the world treats him. And his mental illness. Right. And I don't I don't really love the idea of not because it's contemporarily like this virtue signaling thing, but I don't really love the idea of putting forth like mentally ill people are just a bad day away from jokering. Right. right. So there's there's well, a not, lot of clumsy not that, there's a lot but of clumsy ham hand, handed stuff that he does. And it's just it's bothersome. It gets in the way for me. Sorry. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a weird combination that we're trying to have too, yeah. which I think is even worse and i think from you know cuz uh he wrote it too yeah, so he did so he's, he's to blame he's right he's got, <laughs> right, this, he's this got all the all the eggs in his basket i think it's a weird thing to do that we're pushing so hard on the society thing yeah. right it's uh it's all society's fault basically mm-hmm. and not only is uh you know, any random crazy person one bad day away from becoming the Joker, right? Right. But everybody is like one Joker away from there not being a country here anymore. That's (laughs) right. right. Like everyone taking to the streets Mm -hmm. and uh, and rioting, which is uh, a little weird. But what I think is strange is that he's doing both things so hard Mm-hmm. Way harder than either of them needs to be, right? Yeah. Gotham is in like this horrible like sanitation strike, and the yeah. and the poor, and you've got Wayne uh, basically going. I hate poor people. They're <laughs> ugly, and, right? You know, whatever. Like like he's so horrible yeah. on this thing. And he's so weirdly Trumpian mm-hmm. specifically in like doubling down on things that he does wrong. right. And, and it's such right. a weird thing to like that is just like working Trump into your movie, right uh, and making him Batman's dad, which right. is uh, right. which is a little odd. yeah. Um, but you know, he says something awful and he gets called on it and their response his response is, yep. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean pretty much yeah. like it's it's such a weird thing. But so we're making society uh even worse than it is and and it's bad enough. Yeah. Um, but it's such a horrible position that we've you know put the society that we're putting out there in. But then at the same time he's like crazier than the Joker too. Right. I mean and and that's a weird thing to do to the Joker, right? Like, yeah, the Joker is crazy enough just in the sense that uh, he's, you know, kind of a psychopath, right? But, but now he's like having hallucinations. Right. He's on like eight different medications that he suddenly stops taking, yeah. and who knows what all those medications are for? Right, because we don't even talk about what they're all for. Right, and you know, he's, I guess. Kind Not really like hearing voices, but he's like he's like straight up just imagining whole worlds of things are happening and you don't find out until, you know, pretty good ways into the movie that, oh, wait, none of that actually happened that we've been watching, (laughs) which, you know. On the one hand, it's not like we haven't seen that before, right? Like I've seen that
1: movie where all of a sudden we
0: go back and rewatch the scenes and he was imagining it all. Right. He's talking to
1: himself or, yeah.
0: So there's a a lot of the movie that's a little boring in the sense that, you know, we've been there. Right. But also just making the Joker that much crazier is to like make him really not the Joker anymore. Right. Like, that's not who the Joker is. The Joker is not somebody who is, uh, I mean, I don't know. He's kind of crazy anyway, no matter what version of the Joker you have. Yeah. But, you know, there's a whole other level of, I mean, if he's this crazy, I mean, then it's really like he's not even a bad guy anymore, right? right? It's like well, <laughs> it's like nothing. It, nothing is actually his fault because...
1: He's that crazy. He's crazy. And in the right hands, that might be a deft way of telling a type of story that is or isn't about Joker. That are we responsible socially and, you know, know, as in a humanitarian way for the plights of those around us if we can't help them properly. You know, and I get the metaphors of the system breaking down. But I agree. Like, you know, just because you're crazy doesn't mean that you're schizophrenic. And it doesn't mean right. that you have OCD. And if you start throwing all those things on someone, then you really don't understand what you're dealing with, but you're also oversimplifying just because you want a scene. There's a weird thing about there's a weird thing about that. I actually I kind of like the seed that it planted as a story when he was imagining stuff. You know, we all Walter Mitty ourselves right, right. at different points of the day. I, I like that only in not the reveal that we get. But in the end, when you see what's really happening, I mean, the very end, I think there's an argument there where it's, if you're a literal, if you're taking the story literally, you believe that what's happening is what's happening. But it might also actually be just him imagining it. Right. Like, there actually may not be anything that's happening in the film, not the overall film, but I mean, literally the last scene. He might just be imagining that. Right. And I I like that enough not enough to rescue Ex- it,
0: except that then you move on. But it's on just and it's right. all in the news, and then and then you all right. that stuff. You like if they would have actually, if they'd cut, played played with that yeah, a little bit or done that. something that more with been, that, that, that would have been, been interesting. interesting. But that actually, that like trying to find that interesting thing, yeah, and and it could be there, but it's not actually. But maybe the you know whatever, yeah. I I think that kind of ties in for me uh, with. It this is maybe not a very bad movie actually, if you just make it not the Joker, right? If you just strip everything, I wasn't going to say related, this. Yeah, this is right? your thing. Yeah, then maybe that it it's not that bad, right? Right. But as soon as you try to make everything the Joker, then it's just the whole movie only exists because if we make it the Joker, we will. Break box office records. It sure. doesn't matter what movie we're making. Right. So, sure, make whatever movie right. you want with the Joker and, and make him do whatever you want. A- yeah. And everything that is pretty good about the movie is only pretty good if you if you try to pretend it's not the Joker. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, he's, yeah. he's just this guy. <clears throat> Almost everything could happen the same. Could. And it would be a pretty decent movie, and, and maybe and maybe you would change that part at right. the end to be like That'd to, be to let it actually just be ambiguous, right? Did that really happen? Or you not?
1: know, there's there's so many different versions of the Joker out there that this isn't canon. This is like a amalgamation of all kinds of stuff from Alan Moore and Frank Miller and the TV show and the comics that you know aren't aren't mentioned. There's all kinds of stuff that's been lifted for this story, and and you're right. You've often said you know with Batman and with James Bond, you know, and uh, and other things. You're like, if you wanted to tell this story, you don't have to slap this layer on it. It would have been a really interesting spy story without right. Q and Bond things, you know. So I wasn't going to jump the gun on that because I wondered if you were going to say it. I actually do think that the film would have been somewhat interesting in the same way that like, you know, you take Adam Driver's Pattinson and just really right. darken it up. And you're like, how much can this guy take? And it, the work of that that film, not Joker, but the work of that film might still catch with people because you're like putting the audience in a position of enduring the pen, the punishment, the right, pain, right. and the, the loneliness and all the solitary sadness and everything that he's going on with negatively and thinking like if you have trouble enduring this, then how can you endure it in your own life when you're walking by people that have need? I like that idea. Right. And on paper, it's great. It's hard to pull off but it would be easier to do than to do what I think he's trying to do here. I just, I, I'm i so close to the source material of things and it's not that I'm opposed to them doing something new with it because some of the best stuff is out of the realm of canon anyway. It just, this thing also has this weird air of pretentiousness. That oh, it it oh, really, it totally really does. is talking this, down to you. It, this
0: is This is, not only is it, uh, bad for all the Joker reasons, bad for all the not related to Joker reasons. Right. Like, even if you made this movie and it wasn't the Joker, right? And it's yeah. just this guy. I think there could be a pretty good movie there, especially now he finds out about stuff about his mom sure. right. and his own life. And it's like now we're just piling yeah. layer after layer after right. layer on this guy who's off his meds, yeah. right? And even if you make that movie, I still think you've gone wrong once he hallucinates I everything. I do, too. It, it, your take, you're you just making him too crazy. Yeah. And basically what you're doing is you're adding uh, more and more and more like diagnosable psychoses to him yeah. to the point where you're actually just lifting all responsibility for any of his actions right. away from him. Like he is not in control of anything. So he's not a villain. Anymore. Right. He's he's still a victim. And and, and it's like yeah. this whole thing where maybe Joker is just completely misunderstood or right, whatever. Right. Maybe he's really the good guy or whatever. Except that he's not making any choices. <laughs> right. Like he's not right. he, he's yeah. not doing anything. So yeah. even even to that extent, you know, it still goes yeah. wrong. Uh, but it even if you take away the joker stuff and you take away the bad story stuff Mm -hmm. there's something that is uh just todd phillips thinking he's got some great thing to say yeah and it it's like you're in some class right and there's like a paragraph in the book and the teacher you know takes like two hours explaining that paragraph right and at the end of the two hours you're like I mean, dude, we understood the paragraph in the first place, right? Right. Like maybe you're in some like high philosophy class or something and you go, okay, tell me what that means for an hour, right? Right. But he's got massive delusions of grandeur about what he thinks he's explaining to you, especially because um, one of my first thoughts when I walked out of the movie uh, was, if if you left that movie after a half hour, right? you've still seen the exact same movie. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have. You have still, you have still gotten the entire experience of that movie because all this movie does is it has the first half hour and then it just keeps doing it. It again. idles. It, yeah. It just it starts. Just does, it, yeah. it like starts over this and a, it tells you the exact same yeah. 30
1: minute story again four times. And there's, there's like a visceral thing that happens later that has to happen. But it, I looked at, I looked at the clock cause I was just curious you know, for a film like this to be getting the notoriety that it is, it also reminds me that sometimes people, it's not its not a catch-all. Sometimes people see way more movies than I do and think differently about the films I see. But this just reminds me that your average person doesn't see more than like six films a year. Right. You know, and when they see something like this and they see the emotion put into it and the try-hard, you know, on the screen, they're like, oh my God, that's that's amazing. That's so right. raw and powerful. And I'm like, no, it isn't. Yeah. You know, it's mishandled there's there's all this stuff that happens but you know joker doesn't really happen until an hour and 44 minutes in it's a two-hour movie Uh right you know Uh and i'm not talking about the full costume and the full makeup sure he's building up to it but like you said it's just this weird repetitive one block in front of another but it's the same block over and over again and it just it reminds me of other things that like you have talented filmmakers, and I'm not necessarily saying Todd Phillips is a super talented filmmaker. Though I, I, actually look back on his stuff. I, I'm an idiot. I like some of his stuff way more than you. Uh, I, you know, I know I don't you don't like the Hangover stuff. I, you know, I remember liking old school. The, and, but yeah, but what old, he's old school is okay. And road road the trip, not first so much. Hangover movie is fun. Is okay. I'm sorry, that thing's fun. If you don't think that's fun, but nah, it's
0: it's not. It's it's okay, yeah. and it has parts to laugh at. Right. But most of that. Is the same thing, but if isn't you it watch funny? fifteen minutes? Right, I was just going to say. Just the same and, thing. And if you and watch the Hangover
1: two or three, right. isn't that the same film you yeah. just watched the first time? Like, he, there's a very strange caught in the rut kind of thing here. The record is just skipping. Um Yeah, there, there's all kinds of things to continue to gripe about for it, but definitely, you know, except for the blood that you might see in a little bit just watching the same like 35 minutes over and over again. And I get his relationship with his mom. I get his relationship with the weird neighbors and his right. coworkers and the strangers. Okay, well let's, let's run it again. Right, and like you right. just said, like that's the same paragraph for another hour. I'm changing majors. Right. Like I, I don't need this. Yeah. I can't do this for very long. It, it didn't even feel, it didn't even feel originated or original when it was being derivative. Um, I had heard people talk about how similar it was to *The King of Comedy*, which is weird that Robert yeah. De Niro is in there. And there's a layer of that that's there, <clears throat> but it just is not—it's just not original, even when it's taken from the source material. And if you're gonna do that, at least do it well, not right. just do it. So, uh, even though we've got a bunch of the show left, if we keep talking about this, I will say this. An hour and 44 minutes in when I'm disengaged and bored and irritated at most of the story. They they try one thing um, midway through the film with his mom and a revelation about his uh, about his parents. that I immediately was like, I may walk out of here like this is so stupid and you need this to like crutch your film because you can't tell it better. And they fix it in a way that's actually and they, very satisfying. They get out of to it. To me, I think yeah. they. I think it was right. a weird red herring that they do perfectly. And I sat there and I thought, "Damn it! Like, that's that's pretty clever." That, that was. Like, I'm going to give that, that was all the credit.
0: Interesting writing, and I think that not only. I think it's even more interesting than it seems like it is, because I think that not only is it interesting to see like they get out of they, write themselves out of, and they don't this, cheat to do it. It's a good thing, one, right? Yeah, no. right. But not only do they do that, and it works, and you're like, okay, yeah, I think it's actually purposefully irritates you at first. I think it does it, too. It, it's, I think it's an absolute moment, and, and of, I and I don't think everyone will automatically yeah. see. Yeah, I agree. That hundred percent. It seems like it's wrong, right? right? And they did that on purpose. Yeah, and it's not that they fixed it and now it's okay. It's right. that they did that in the first place right. on purpose. And I, you know. I think most people will come out the other end of it and go, "Yeah, okay, that's that's cool, how that worked." But I don't know that everyone will right, go all the why. way back to the beginning yeah. and, and realize that the movie was trying to irritate you. There's right? a few <laughs> things
1: I'll give the film total credit for and being incredibly successful. That's absolutely one of them because that's a weird, you know, that's a weird degree of difficulty, and he nails it. Like right. that's that's so satisfying and then frustrating because I'm like, just make the film like that be, right. be that <laughs> right if you're as thoughtful and as attentive and as creative as to drop that the moment you do and it's like hearing it's like hearing a bad note in a song you know every note too you're like wait that what what the hell was that the way that they attend to that later by the time the joker shows up just a couple minutes before everything seemed to be working it was like finally he took his he took the car and just threw it in gear and floored it. Like there's a scene where he's, where Arthur is walking down the hallway from the, the woman that he's attracted to. Right. And it's not just the cinematography, but there's a scene where he's kind of looking down and the light is hitting him in a very weird way. And I'm, it gave me chills. I was looking at that and I'm like, holy shit. That's the Joker right, right there. That moment. Don't lose it. And it actually kind of carries for a few minutes, a few moments when he's walking there are other visuals that happen, and then it gets broken but it never, by him it never works again it never works again they they get this thing working, and then there's the the scene that you see in the trailer where the joker is doing this strange dance all by himself atop this stairwell, and then it's gone right like it's almost like you're driving and you're distracted, and you have this great idea, and it just slips away right, and from then you, you, forget it yeah, you know and then and then it gets
0: from there, yeah. To the very end, right when he's on top of the car, yeah, right, and that's the worst. That is the worst. I hated well, every uh, second of that is not only horrible, yeah, but just nothing to do with the Joker,
1: right? I mean, right, that's this weird thing that in in a real situation bugs the hell out of me when I see movie theaters telling people not to come dressed up as the Joker because they're afraid people are gonna like scream and have heart attacks because right. they might have like some assault happen to them. Give me a freaking break. Even even before that moment, they've built all of this up, this crescendo of literally like the music in the film and his character and all these things have now met the perfect conflicts and he goes on the show with De Niro's character, Murray, and he has this moment to really explain himself and to show what's happening. And it sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's so overwritten and then it's underwritten and then it's badly performed. And, 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 and you know what it awful. what it is
0: what it is really is, I I think anyway. Yeah. I think that scene on paper, if you if you look at, I don't like the whole behind in the green room thing.
1: Yeah, uh, right. I, I don't
0: like that part really either way. Yeah, but if you look at just when he comes on stage, <laughs> on what is basically like Johnny Carson, it's the Tonight right? Show. Yeah. Uh, If you look at just when he actually comes on stage to like the whole end of that thing, I think on paper, that's not bad. And I think Joaquin Phoenix cannot pull it off. Yeah, it's so weird. I think that that scene... He really struggles. ...is not as much of a problem as a lot of other things are for me in the movie. I think that scene as written... Is not that bad. You yeah. could maybe tweak it. Somebody could make it a little better or something. Yeah. But I think it's just him. In that scene, I yeah. I think it's him. I he can't make me interested in that, which right. is bizarre. Right. Right. And I think, you know, speaking of walking Phoenix, because uh, any time a movie like this comes out, somebody's gonna be saying he should get an Oscar. Basically, sure. any movie comes out and one person is on the screen almost <laughs> all the time, yeah. somebody's gonna say they should get an Oscar, right? Yeah, right. And here's, here's my take on Joaquin Phoenix, just, like, for the record. So there's two kinds of relationships, and there's, like, a spectrum, right? But yeah. there's, like, the two ends of the spectrum of, like, director and actor, right? Yep. So on the one hand, you've got something like basically any semi-comedic film that Robin Williams was in, yep. right? That's one end of the spectrum, right? The director, whoever it is, no matter how famous they are, <laughs> right. no matter how big they are, whatever... Yeah. They go, All right, dude, you're Robin Williams. This is more or less what's supposed to happen. Let's Here's get out of your way. Here's the general gist of your lines. Yeah. Go be Robin Williams, go. right? Yeah. And the director, I don't care who it is. Right. There's no director who would try to tell him what to do. Right. Right. He just does whatever he does. Yeah. Maybe they take a couple of takes and go, uh, eh, right. kind of. You, you can got can another you one in you? A yet? little yeah. slightly right. different, whatever. Right and uh, yeah. he'll do it again. Right. If you ever get the Chance, right, look up on YouTube like uh, Good Morning Vietnam and right. like, different takes of the same scene. Right. Oh They're my God. all as good, Yeah. and you have to pick one. That's, but,
1: the, that's the pain of that film. But like, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah, so
0: that's like one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is like basically the director tells you exactly how to do everything, and you're going to try to do exactly what the director tells you, right? And then when you you do the take and you're done, and the director goes, "Yep, that's what I wanted," and so you you know right, whatever we're done, you, yeah, you, it's, And then somewhere in between, right? Sure, right. So <clears throat> if this movie happened, right, yeah. where Phillips told uh, Joaquin Phoenix exactly what he wanted, right, and that's what Joaquin Phoenix did, right. And at the end, Phillips said, "Exactly, you nailed it. That's exactly <laughs> what I want you, wanted you to do," right. Right. Then Joaquin Phoenix is, like, one of the greatest actors that's ever happened. Right. <laughs> if, right. If he did this yeah. because whatever, right? If you're on the other end of the spectrum and he just said, I don't know, man, be the Joker. Let's do, see. Do what you want to do. Right. And, we'll get out of your way. Show me the Joker. Right. Then he's, like, the worst actor that's ever happened. Right. And, right. and there's really, like, no in-between. One of those two things happened. Right. And whichever one it is, that's whether or not he's a good actor. Yeah, like if, if, he, I, if he if he could take direction to do this, right, and actually deliver it and go, okay, then I'm going to do this. Then he's awesome. Then give him the Oscar and yeah, give it to that, him for next year too, he's, because he's, he's he's done fantastic. fantastic. Right, I agree. Right. If he had control over making the, these right. decisions and did whatever he wanted to do, then this is awful. Yeah, and yeah,
1: not every not every amazing actor can do everything you know and one of the things that's really important for an actor as they get better at their skill set and as they understand themselves in the place of whatever art they're trying to make or even if they're not in it for art if they're just out to make money you know you got to understand where you're going to make money right. you have to understand what you're good at robert de niro could never play captain america he, he, <laughs> he's not capable of doing that and i've seen him do an incredible amount of different things that's not that's not him he can't do it and there is a lot of things here where I think Joaquin Phoenix easily portrays the man the Joker is supposed to be in this film Arthur Fleck I get that Right. I don't have a problem with that at all when he descends or ascends depending on whatever point of view you want to look at it into the Joker I don't buy it at all no. I don't and there's a there's a long transition. And there's that also lot, there's a lot of
0: spots in between yeah. all along the way where it's like, okay, now is the spot
1: where he's That's being it. very joker like right. and then he's awful. And then he's awful. Every single thing related to this character, from the laugh, from the get up, from the mannerisms, I, I feel like I'm pandered to because he's you know <clears throat> excuse me, he's oscar baiting. He's he's acting as a character with a disability and he's taken an amazing body transformation. He lost like all this weight. He looks skeletal just so that you can just see so you can look at him. Right. Just so you stuff, can look yeah. at him and see him hunched over and think, God, a body shouldn't look like that. And then when he's dancing strangely in, in his briefs and just, you're, you're like, oh, this is why I don't watch Iggy pop. Like what the hell's going on? Right. You know, I'm supposed to be impressed with, the subject matter and your determination to look a certain way, but you're not carrying the role no. the way you should, and it's not enough for me.
0: No, and in certain points though, it's weird because you try to watch just the scene and distance yourself from the movie. Yeah, like actually when he goes to that comedy club, yeah, and he and there's no jokerness happening, right? Like you said, you know, there's there's just flat. It's just flat. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. just he's being that guy. That's actually pretty good stuff. It is good stuff, and and you can, you know, he he's being that guy, yeah. But you take move that guy into Jokerness, and not only is he just not the Joker, right? But he's also not anyone that I believe Arthur Fleck becomes, right? right? If Arthur Fleck that we that he's given us throughout this movie, yeah becomes a villain right he becomes a different villain yeah he becomes somebody else but he's not the
1: joker that's I, just not who. i the joker absolutely is. could ass- i could i could agree that in this universe where it's not really the universe that they've established for all the other films this is like an this is like a alternate universe of stuff i could believe that he's influenced by the joker and tries to emulate him yeah and is so awkward yeah. and ineffective that what he does is in its own way terrifying. This but it's also just this. This like, could I have that.
0: instantly been a really good movie. Yeah. If that's exactly what happened, right? I if was, some, if there was already a Joker, right, and he was lost in his delusional craziness, yeah. and thought that it was him, right.
1: But That's there a, is actually some other Joker And out you could there, make that then movie. Then that would be awesome. You could make that movie, this movie, with like five minutes. I know. You just exactly. need a few extra scenes of when he's watching the TV and seeing things, what they're actually reporting on is and the Joker. If, if all, that would be genius. If all of the people... That's what I was building up to.
0: If all of the public wearing the masks right. were wearing them because of the real, the Joker, real Joker who did something else, right. then this That's would gold. be a cool movie. It's gold. And if, if you had a Joker movie... And then it suddenly turned out that it wasn't about the Joker. Right. That would have
1: been bad. It would be both ridiculously genius, so sleight of hand, giving me little hints like, you know, with the parenting thing. Like, I would have been like, wait a minute, this is like the sixth sense. Now I got to watch this again. Right. And right, figure right. out where you got me, because you did. And again, like, one of the things I love is when we fix movies in like two minutes. <laughs> right. Like, we're telling them every... But I was thinking about this. I'm like, they made a terribly mistaking, like assumption that the Joker is the driver for the film. It should have really been Arthur Fleck. Yeah. But it should have been just the way we laid it out. But that, that would have been cool if,
0: and then like at the end, uh, it turns out that then he's somebody else ultimately, right? Like maybe not even like in this movie, but they hint at what happens later is there's some other villain that, That now his craziness has turned him into or something like that. Uh, That would have been cool.
1: It, I agree the film started off interesting. I, I I couldn't help but feel browbeaten a little bit by, and maybe it was just me, maybe I was just looking for stuff. I wasn't looking for things to hate on until about a halfway through, and then I started really getting annoyed with it. Um, it handles all these things strangely, like his relationships with women and his environment. You know, he's kind of safe amongst the other clowns. Not even really safe, but he's right. at least more home than he is even in his own home. Right. Um, you know, from the start when the, when the uh, group of kids, you know, screw him up, and then later, I couldn't help but notice because it felt like it was being really handed over, you know, he's got these problems with the woman on the bus, this black woman and her kid. He's got this problem with this black woman who's right, a social right. worker. He's got this issue with this black woman and her kid that live in his building. Right. He's got this problem with the kids who screw him up in the beginning. They're not white, right. you know, they're all mixed race kids. They're running around. They look like, you know... I'm just trying to look at what Todd is trying to do in this and think, are you also obtuse or are you really just trying to hammer this idea that all the problems that this disgruntled white guy who's in a place of danger and chaos and he's not seeing the world treat him well, I'm like, really? Like, this is the white privilege you're going to put forward?
0: All his problems are caused both by the establishment. Right. And by non-white people,
1: and everyone that isn't white, right? (laughs) And And that everyone isn't that. I mean, I couldn't go so far as to say everyone that isn't male either, because he has relationships with men that are, you know, at least somewhat familial, you know. But everyone just he he just starts laughing, and but it's also like every
0: everything that is. you know, what the movie is about, right, is, like, not exactly the Joker. It's this commercial that it's trying to make yeah. for, uh, you know, the oppressive rich and the yeah, whatever. Right. And yep. and uh, everything that is connected to that is so, like, lazy and heavy-handed. Yeah. You know, it so, it, like, he's got a social worker. And we yeah. even have to have this whole, like, you know, you don't listen to me speech and you know she actually really doesn't care about him right. like she clearly doesn't right i mean she is, she can't but she, she might as well be like a temp right, right. she's like i don't <laughs> right. know you're here for what yeah. and they're supposed to talk and she's supposed to help him and then he gets his meds through the assistance program or whatever yeah and then uh you know we don't go very far into the movie before. Uh, like all government assistance is cut off <laughs> or whatever, yeah, right. whatever it is. I, I mean, I don't know how they, the exact way that they spell this out, but she's like, yeah, you know, they're closing us down. Right.
1: Like, And
0: like the way they say it is like, ah, we're just closing everything down. Right. Yeah. The, like, like, There'll be no further attention to anyone. Right. 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 And he's like, well, how do I get my meds? Who do I talk to? And she's right. like, I, who cares? I don't yeah, know. Right. Like, she she know, doesn't say that, like, but she does say it. Right. She's like, no, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> she's, uh, yeah, she's, it's like he says, well, how am I supposed to get help now? And she's like, oh, my God, are you still here? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Like everything yeah, that's that basically happens it. related to, uh, you know, the establishment being the bad guys or people treating him poorly, it's always like, you know, to like the nth level. It's yeah. always like, we're, you know, it would be bad enough if... Bad things happen to him, but no, no, it can't be like it's not bad enough.
1: Watch this. Right, it's not that yeah. like
0: his car broke down or something, and that's like a problem. Like mm-hmm. his car has to like blow up, or right. I mean, it's everything is right. uh, everything is so much worse than it is. I'm surprised actually that those kids didn't have him in the hospital for like a few months, like yeah. be, and, and like really right. let him get beat up. But
1: right. Anyway, there's there's a couple other things that were. Subverting, You know, there's the old trope of the awkward, weird adult man who lives with his mother. Right. You know, I mean, that's not always Norman Bates, but it, it's always something very strange. And then you start seeing these feeding scenes where he's bathing her. Right. And there's no there's no shame or distance. He's just, you know, he's performing an action. He might as well just be hospice. Mm-hmm. And then they're dancing and, you know, you could – I mean, I could just hear people, like, cringing, like, oh, my God, they're going to they are gonna start making out. Right. Right. <laughs> like, and it's there. Well, because everything actually, is so weird. It is that weird. It
0: does kind of uh, – one of the things that the movie does well, even though it doesn't capitalize on it, is yeah. that it does make things the right kind of weird where you're just not sure what might right. happen. I was just right? going to say, like, yeah.
1: there's an effectiveness at times where he does these things where – and it's unlike the scene later where – Fleck confronts, uh, not aggressively, Bruce Wayne. Like there's right, a scene right. where you're just watching, and you're like, wait, what? I don't even know what the hell is going on. Right. I, so therefore, I don't even know how this is going to play out. And even to some extent, when he sees Thomas Wayne um, in the bathroom, I, I'm watching it and I'm like, well, what worked with the mom doesn't work here because I don't expect their interaction to end this way. But I also am so used to like a 100 years of Thomas Wayne being a certain person. Right. And that when you start changing things up, also noticing that like Bruce is like maybe eight to 10 and you're already in your forties, like you should have no trouble kicking your ass in another 22 years when he finally becomes (laughs) Batman. Right? You know? Yeah. That whole age thing is a little weird. Yeah.
0: But the other thing that's weird about that scene in particular is, you know, you're pretty sure that he's not just going to snap his neck. Right. And then there is no Batman. Right. Like this is we've gone to the universe that now weird where yeah. Batman never comes to be. You you know that's not going to happen, right. right? But because you know that we're not really dealing with the Joker, right? You don't know what might happen. You don't know, right? And the only reason that that scene works as being a weird scene,
1: yeah is that you're just admitting that you're not really doing the Joker. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, well, wait a minute. And it's got all this weird fan service. Like, well, we've got Thomas Wayne. Maybe we'll throw Bruce in that. It's so ineffective and clumsy to do this. It's also strange, the decision. And I'm going to, you know, we're only a couple minutes away from the end. I'm actually going to spoil one thing at this point. It, it didn't even really affect to bother me because I was disengaged, but, they start showing the repercussions of flex actions and now everyone is jokering right, in, the, right, in the community. And oh, but we have to create Batman here because we've got right. this moment. And it turns out that the family is dressed in black tie, super gown, white pearls. Like they're not at the opera like they are in all the other versions of the story. They went to go see Zorro the gay blade, right? You don't you at don't the, dress at up at the really fancy at the, old at the little Nickelodeon, yeah. and then when the streets are all like busy, well, we'll yeah. run down this alley. Like really. the whole idea to put this as a precipice of events and to make them all interlocking through causality is so uh, offensive. Yeah, I mean, it's just intellectually offensive. It, I understand what you wanted it, to do. It was it was and it was aw- so stupid. It was, stupid. was an awful decision. To it was put, so stupid to put his. Uh,
0: to put the Batman origin into, into this, movie. this movie, it was a right. it was it was wasted. Yeah, um, because it didn't really do anything. No, nope. but also, like the hoops you have to jump through to make it happen. Yeah, in your movie, right? It it just it was kind of silly by the time it right. happens. Right, uh, and, and
1: it just feels it, and it feels totally. Not genuine. Like and and the worst like thing about it, thing. the
0: worst thing about it, I thought, was that it kind of negated everything you did before. Yeah. Where you know the scene where he sees Bruce Wayne as a little kid. Yep. That scene's not a terrible scene. It's not not, um, not horrible. It's right. and it makes sense for him kind to do what he's doing. It's kind of Interesting. You're like, yeah. yeah. It, it At makes that point, sense he stills that doing White it. Why yeah. he shows up and he's got his reasons for wanting to yeah. uh, go after Wayne or whatever, right? right? But once they do the thing where uh, his parents get killed and it's right. the whole Batman thing, then it's just like, oh, that's the only reason we actually have him that's in here. It. Because we had to have him so that we could kill him. We could him. do this. And then we had to yeah. like retroactively go, I don't God, know, what's sucks. our excuse for having him in here? God, and that sucks. It, and then oh it's just God. all goofy. It's yeah.
1: A, yeah. Anyway. I, I, there's a couple small things that I liked about it. I, I still, just even talking about it, I, I feel two is the right grade, but I'm even surprised I gave it two. But... <laughs> But like you're I talking genuinely, yourself out of that. no, I mean I'm at too because I can still I can still cover that with the amount of stuff that I I did enjoy and that I thought was really great and the brilliance that it showed at different times to just really handle something that was potential, yeah, you know, and then just the mismanagement of it, I still just kind of I still just kind of feel like I I gotta say too since we're running out of time, um,
0: I I almost kind of went maybe three and a half. Maybe like slightly higher, yeah. Because I did like some stuff in it, I um, did too. even though I really hated some stuff in it. And uh, you know, what kept me from going higher since we don't always talk about cinematography and all that right. sort of stuff was the score. I was going to bring that up too because we awful. often awful.
1: It's that one the song score was
0: horrible, yeah. and everything about the score was just the most uh, obnoxious. Like uh, yeah. you know, oh he turns his head and then all right. of a sudden the score is like going dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. it's just everything. If something scary right. is about to happen, we want you to feel tense. Yeah. You know, they turn it up to 11 and make it all horror movie yeah. goofiness. And that
1: cello is it's just. awful.
0: It is so awful. And it's, it's not like it's, you know, bad music. No, or it whatever. It's it's like It's just overplayed it's and overdone. and yes,
1: horribly. Right. It, even I think it just as a quick aside, the music in the film overall, not just the soundtrack, but one of the scenes—I can't even believe I didn't even bring it up. I'm going to squeeze it in quick. One of the scenes I hated the most was the subway scene with the Gordon Gecko crew. Right. That <laughs> right. that they suddenly start taunting Fleck and singing a song, uh, "Send in the clowns," bringing right. send in the clowns. I, I mean, I'm a grown man and I'm in pop culture. I don't know the third verse or fourth verse of that song. Right. And, and, who, and who would ever do that And anyway? who would do that? Right. So they're doing this to facilitate this scene that's supposed to be both clockwork orange and just creepy anyway. And I don't buy any of it because this just wouldn't happen no, no matter how much Bernie so gets you want to rip off. like I, It just is fundamentally like in the center of the film when you should be building stuff that's indicative of the problem. You just drop this thing in that you think is a great idea because it's gotta go somewhere. Right. Cause it's too good of an idea not to film. And you know, even if you were even if, you were even if
0: you're gonna have this thing, you wanna have I this scene it. where we're on the subway, uh, these these three rich bastards are harassing a these woman. Wall Street we kids, want something yeah. like that. This scene seriously, for me, is uh written and acted and plays out exactly like someone who has never been on a subway. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But, you know, like lives in like New Mexico and has heard bad stories about subways or something like that. Like it, it's so, it's so fake and weird and like stagey and just donkey like s- someone could make that scene be fun. awesome yeah but everything about it yeah. is goofy and it's like the fact that this rich you know preppy sure. harvard whatever guy this is who yep. works for wayne as some corporate investor or whatever the hell these three guys the fact that they start singing a stupid song right that you know none of them know none of them None of them is not even the weirdest thing in that scene or the, or the most obnoxious goofy thing in that scene. Yeah. Any, I don't know. It's really It sucks. It's really weird. Anyway. Uh, so don't go see that. Yeah. Uh, so we're out of time and we got to wrap up, but it seems like I should say since we're doing the Joker, uh, Batwoman, premiered. How was that? Uh it was actually That's not pretty bad. Good. Yeah. It it's uh it's very CW it sure. Right. So yeah. if you like other CW shows like Supergirl and like Riverdale and stuff, right. which are not bad. Right. Um then you know it's it, it's right in line with you can tell it's like when you see like a CBS sitcom, right? Sure. You can tell that it's a CBS, CBS sitcom, sitcom right? right. So it feels kind of CW. It's a little weird uh, in the first episode with some of the fighting because some of the fighting just kind of it, – it's overly comic while okay. we're trying not to be comic. Yeah, right. You know, like a big guy who weighs like three times as much as she does, like slams her into a wall. Right. And she's like, all right. All like, right let me slam – yeah. You can't right. train your way yeah. out of yeah being crushed by right. things. Mass, like yeah. I have uh, worked out a lot and now if you slam me into a stone pillar – I can just get right back right. up. Like right, it's, yeah. So some of that's like a little goofy. But yeah. overall, it wasn't bad. That's cool. So that's cool. Anyway, tune into that. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We'll be back next week with Gemini Man. At least. And I, I don't especially look forward to that
1: one either. No, you're not. I, 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 have, a, know. I have a sneaky. I'm no not, one I'm kind of go either way. I'm not maybe, predicting but, it, but I have a sneaky suspicion this is going to. I mean bring him not back like terrible, I mean, it's not gonna be terrible he's not gonna be brought back but yeah I think this might be alright so our our big
0: reveal about <laughs> Will Smith's movie is I predict maybe not terrible maybe not That's, terrible uh, and maybe you're, you're talking about it like it's a good thing like yeah now he's on his way back because yeah I think it might not might be terrible. not be terrible <laughs> might
1: not be terrible
0: I'm not completely sure it's terrible so I guess we'll we're starting off at a four trail. four and a
1: half so we're gonna get there yeah <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by are you screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to are you screening.podbean.com or are you screening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord.